Wait, what was it? Oh, yeah. Is that recording? It's that can be intro. Yeah. It's recording. Let me um, have a clue, like, I know what I'm doing. Rachel knows what she's doing. I'm here in the mix zone with Rachel. Stage one of the Tour de France Femme avec Zwift. Oui, oui. Clermont Ferrand. We've been to a Carrefour this morning, quintessentially France. We're sweating. It's very hot. Sweating already. Dehydrated already on day one. It's not what we want, is it? It's, it's not the best start to the day, but we move. We're waiting for Elisa Longaborghini to make her way down to us so we can hopefully get some... Some fantastic quotes from her, as usual, to be fair. She's a good one. Although we have been informed that she's, she's feeling very serious and focused this week, so... Oh. Yeah, That's maybe we... I didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe we just get a serious side of her, which would actually be quite interesting in, in itself, Let's to be honest. Let's say but we've heard you're feeling really serious and focused this week. Different side to you. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You can do it, not me. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the, being in the mix zone, it's so different. When you're used to doing, like, Zoom interviews and stuff all the time, you end up, like... Houston, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. Um, you end up, like not used to seeing people face to face and like speaking to them face to face it's actually really weird it's quite it's actually quite intimidating Loki yeah here comes Lizzie do you want Lizzie no too late she's gone hey hi bye it's also a lot there's so much getting pied that occurs yeah you can get really traumatised from getting pied like that yeah you can right okay Um, of course I feel excited and I feel fine ready to finally race after a such a weight and um, yeah I'm just looking forward to be racing yeah. and uh, well Amy tells us you're feeling very motivated and serious this week <laughs> yeah Amy's right I feel really motivated and uh, but uh, so um, other 150 girls in the peloton feels the same as me so we will see do you think you have a bit of extra fire and extra motivation after what happened in the Giro um, the motivation is I, same as it was in the Giro. Um, I don't let my crash to affect uh, that much my, my mood and, um, because also I'm fine. So I'm regularly exci- excited. <laughs> regularly, okay. Um, and what do you think of the first few stages? Like, obviously, it's not an easy start to the race. Like, is that quite stressful as a... Yeah, we expect a very stressful race, especially the last 40Ks are really lumpy and uh, um, yeah, people are going to stress for uh, the last climb, so there will be a big fight for positioning and uh, the second stage is again a very undulating one and seems like um, it's really all the time up and down and it's also a long one, Um, so it's going to be a big, big casino. Yeah, <laughs> and for you personally, what is your goal in this race? Um, as a team, we came here having uh, in mind to hunt for stages and uh, to have a closer look at the GC. Okay, Rachel, well, you, you like looking ahead, kind of later on in the race, at, like the tourmalade and the time trial. Do you think that that suits you? Those final two stages, are you feeling confident about them? Yeah, I mean, if you don't feel confident about the race, you shouldn't even start. And I think. Um, surely the TT suits me better than the Tourmalet but I will try to defend myself there everyone's saying like it's going to be between Van Vluten and Vollering do you think there might actually be more riders fighting for the yellow jersey this year 
Yeah, surely those are the two main characters of the race, but uh, there are also strong climbers here, and I would not uh, underestimate Nevadoma, uh, Mulman, uh, Canyons Ram in general, because they have good climbers, and um, Ludwig. So, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of people to look look after, you know. Yeah, I think like after last year with the big climbs, Van Bluten was quite dominant. So some people thought, are they the right thing, you know, to have in the Tour de France for women at this point when maybe there's not so much of a depth in the peloton yet? It might need a few more years. <clears throat> what do you think? Do you think it's important to have those big climbs in the race? Oh yeah, if uh, if you think like that, then uh, you should also have the men's peloton, the, the men's Tour de France flat because uh, Vingegaard and Pogacar are one step uh, ahead of everyone and they are racing for third. Um, it seems like now they are racing for seconds so mm. why not why not having the climbs if there is one dominant rider like chapeau to it to yeah. him or to her yeah fair enough i think today it's gonna be more for the stage win because like the general generally saying the two doesn't really have that many opportunities for pure sprinters so i do believe that teams like jumbo will go for marianne Vos or uh, SD works for Lorena, but also I do see some teams like going for the final climb and trying to make a gap in the GC already. So for you, is it more about like keeping safe, not losing any time than going for the stage win, or if you get the opportunity? I think try? just like being attentive, being smart, and like observe what's happening. Um, I cannot like save anything if the GC riders are going. I have to be there for sure. And looking ahead to like the end of the week with the Tourmalet and then the time trial, how are you feeling about those two stages? Because I saw you put on your Instagram uh, before the Tour de Swiss that you haven't done that many time yeah. trials in preparation. Does that make you a bit nervous? Like, No, I think that I've done good work uh, on altitude and Tour de Suisse was definitely a nice like, wake-up call that, okay, if you don't train on a TT bag, you cannot be good at it. So I had enough time to actually put more attention to it. And with the Tourmalet, everyone's looking at Van Vluten and Bollering. Do you think that's maybe a mistake? Do you expect actually more riders to be like battling for the win on that stage? Uh, they showed that so far they were the strongest up the hill, so I try not to focus on others, but just like make my way to that stage feeling fresh enough and well-fueled and well-hydrated so I can do my best. Hello. Oh, do I not need to like... That's what it sounded like when, I'm, like, you, eating when, the when I was listening to it. Okay. It's all a learning process. Sorry, that's, I'm just critiquing like as we go. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Oh my god. Oh, okay. We're a bit delusional, aren't we, Rachel? We're walking back just, in the sweltering hot yeah. sun. I think I've got heat stroke. Low key, high key, definitely got heat stroke. It's a great start to the My day. mouth is so dry, I feel like I'm just <laughs> eating sand or something. It's not good. But we have been given some um, flash water bottles by the organizer from the press room so you should be well hydrated and we've got um a suez what what would you call it like water dispenser situation very sustainable yeah i think it's a bit offensive to call it a water dispenser i'd say it's a bit more high tech than that it's automatic like it's quite good you put the bottle in and it just goes and it knows how much to put in i think it's yeah i think it's quite cool to be honest that's the sort of thing you get excited about it which yeah update no orangina. Don't, don't. I just can't even talk about it, actually. It hurts. It hurts too much. Pretty gutted about that. But we're, we're still holding out hope because we ha- there are cans. There are Tour de France farm cans. How can they not turn up to this race? Tomorrow is another day, huh? The orangina.
The tour is longer. The tour is longer. We take it day by day. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) We're about to head back, actually, for press conferences. Well, hopefully we haven't missed them. Yeah, we have been walking quite slowly. Um, Yeah, and we spent a lot of time milling about the finish. But that's that's the job. It's the job, eh? about getting interviews in French when I don't speak French. So that's good for me. Anyone, anyone going to offer to translate for Rachel? <laughs> That's a hint for any translators listening. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, but we're heading back for for the press conferences. So see how many day by days and the tour is the tour because uh, it's Kapaki who won the it stage. Kapaki, yeah. That's that's the thing. Like I don't know. Sometimes she does give some decent quotes, but we shall see. It's just a bit like obvious, isn't it? We kind of. When SD works win, I feel like we could have done without it this at this point in the race, just to give the others a bit of hope, you know? Because now I feel like it's going to be even more watching SD works than it was before. Yeah, it's not even just a win; it's a one-two as well. Yeah, it's another one-two. But, but actually, yeah, you need to eat your words about. I need. To, yeah, I'm sorry, Charlotte. I love you really. You're <laughs> good at climbing, and also, um, interesting was that. Weebus was getting dropped on that climb so that might actually give the others hope that maybe they should just ride it a bit harder like take it on a bit earlier put her under pressure and then they could probably have got rid of her there to be honest yeah the tables were kind of turned a bit when it came to the climb it was a bit um I think Cool had been listening to to the podcast oh my god I think I think she was like that Rachel girl doesn't know what she's on about. She's literally never going to give me an interview again. I hope she doesn't win a stage. <laughs> is this shit actually recorded? Yeah, it is. Okay. Just triple checking this record. So profesh. Um, what else happened today? I mean, people were a bit frustrated. We were watching, yeah. quite frustrated, about the chase. It was the classic second group situation. Ashley Mormon Passio was one of the... She made it pretty obvious that she was quite pissed off. And she had a right to be. I mean, why... That, like, Weebus wasn't even in that group. They have no excuse not to chase. Kapeki got, like, 50 seconds on them within, like, 2K. It shouldn't really be possible. You got, like... And I, I feel bad for Ash because she really did, was prepared to work. And I get the whole argument, like, oh, well, Kapeki's not a GC contender, so, like, we can let her go. But it's a stage win at the tour. Like, come on, guys. It's the tour. We want to win the tour. Also, that was, like, similar with no teams really wanting to get in the break. You can... You could have had a strong group of, like, six people. Like, the likes of, like, your Audrey Cordon Rigos and people like that. Get up there. Give yourself a bit of sliding room, at least, before that climb. Give yourself, like, a fighting chance. I don't know why they were so scared to do anything. It was a bit frustrating. Yeah, it just feels as if there's like a bit of a fear of burning matches or a, a, just a reluctance to lay it on the line. I mean, mm. it is early in the race and we actually had another conversation, didn't we, with, which will be inserted at somewhere in my editing skills. But yeah, we had a conversation with Lizzie Dagnan who sort of said that the depth just isn't really there yet with that. What do you think about that? No, I think she's got a point. Um, I think... Like, obviously not to always compare it to the men's, but, like, in the men's we will see, you know, loads of riders trying to go go for it and trying to get in the break. But there isn't, like Lizzie was saying, there isn't the depth 
expect of riders to like bring it back or to like control the bunch so the bigger teams it's not just the responsibility of the smaller teams to like try something it's also that they're not given enough of a gap by the bigger teams because they don't trust the fact they've got like Yellen van Dyke type rider to bring it back so it's I think it will come but it's just yeah it's early days and the whole thing about like not burning matches I get it but like the men's tour like they don't seem to think like that like you know you you train all year for this you're full-time bike riders you can if you go through to a stage race and you're just thinking about not burning matches I don't know if it makes a lot of sense to me it's like it's going to be a hard stage you're going to go deep regardless of if you do try and attack or whatever so yeah bit disappointing I guess yeah I feel like you should be able to back your own ability to recover a bit more like between stages in a race like this especially because it I guess it is all relative but it is only eight stages it's not and you know the women have raced the Giro which is 10 stages for like however long it's not as if they're not used to long stage races so I think it is a weird one I'm not actually sure why it happens and Tourmalet like I get it's going to be hard but like Say you go in the break today, tomorrow's stage is a similar sort of profile, so you take it a bit easier tomorrow. Like, you don't have to do it every day. I'm definitely not saying that. But I really feel like I don't understand why, yeah, riders like Cordon Rigaud or, I don't know, like Anna Henderson, people like that mm. who, who, are, who are really strong probably know that they can't beat Weebus, Cool, Kopecky at the finish. Just try and do something. Like, stick it to SD Works. Like, see if they are strong enough, really, to do like to bring you back just try it i mean what have you got to lose you know yeah carpe diem (laughs) yolo (laughs) oh anyway super easy to say this from the press room watching it on tv to be honest yeah yeah literally the cheap seats yeah (laughs) i'm sure like it was a really hard stage and they did all look quite knackered actually when they crossed the line it was so hot as well which definitely makes it tougher yeah, a lot of riders with ice packs. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of riders um, with war wounds as well. I think there was more crashes mm. than we saw on TV, like because a lot of riders were coming in like bloodied and with their kit ripped and stuff. So, yeah, brutal day out there when it's only stage one. Brutal day for us as well. Mm. I think we should go inside where it's. Is there aircon in there? I don't think there's aircon, but no. it's slightly less oppressively hot than it is out here. There's a water dispenser that's more high tech than a water dispenser yeah. in there. Yeah, let's go and be reunited with the Suez water dispenser <laughs> slash high tech robot. About that chase because we could see you going frustrated and it was kind of yeah, it was so annoying because you know obviously um, I expected that Kopecky might do something, but when Marlon and um, Demi was going so hard on the front, I thought okay, well maybe they're trying to neutralise it. But I mean, kudos to her; she came with speed from behind. Um, Cassie and I got pretty close, um, but then yeah, as the descent started, it was so frustrating. It wasn't. It wasn't actually my job to chase because there were multiple riders from other teams. Um, but at the same time, I didn't want to just sit up. So I tried to, to keep things going. And then I don't understand the mentality to attack, counter-attack. Um, because if we work together, we could bring her back. Um, but either way, um, yeah, it's not a big surprise uh, for it to start this way. Um, but yeah, feeling good and looking forward to the next few days. So you say you expected Lotta to make a move like that. How come you weren't kind of able to go with it? Was it just like were you? It's just that she came from behind. Yeah. So I mean, she just came with speed from behind. It was an element of surprise. Um, yeah. In hindsight, maybe I'm kicking myself because I knew she was going to go. You know. So why didn't I just sit her wheel? Why do I get caught up sitting Demi's wheel? But I suppose it also makes sense. I mean, Demi is here to ride the GC. I'm here to ride the GC. Um, so yeah, nothing uh, is lost. Uh, today um, you know of course it was a final that suited Lotto tomorrow's a hard day and we try again
do you think you were missing a teammate in that group like I do here? Um, I mean, I, I know, I mean, I expected to be alone. We unfortunately have lost Maria uh, Benito already um, to a crash, which is a bit unfortunate. But um, Romy and Julia did an exceptional job of um, positioning me right till the very end. So Romy got me to a really good position just as we took the corner to that climb. So I couldn't have asked for more, really. Um, I was happy with that. And just finally, like, the start to the stage was very kind of... It was quite slow, it was what people were expecting. And compared yeah. to, I guess, what we've seen in the men's tour this week, which was quite aggressive in most of the stages at the start, like, can you put your finger on why there is that difference between the men's tour and the men's I think, to be honest, everyone's, you know, thinking a little bit about every day, how hard it's going to be. It's a really hard tour, you know, every day is a lot of climbing. Tomorrow, 2,600 metres of climbing. So I think everyone sort of got that on their minds. Um, but yeah, I was pretty surprised, actually, how slow it was in the beginning. Um, but yeah, the final was was fast, so I suppose that's what everyone was waiting for. A what? Possibly. I mean, I suppose you know, it's a little bit frustrating because I mean, this is the biggest stage for women cycling. So just being in a breakaway, even if it is only for for a couple of uh, kilometers, I mean, it's good for the team. So I was actually surprised. I mean, Wahoo Nicole tried. Okay, I tried. Um, I think everyone just obviously knew that um, SD Works would control it because they, they're here to, to get the yellow jersey on the first day. But yeah, it's just a bit disappointing that people don't try, you know, because it's good exposure being in the breakaway as well. Yeah. For the final, I think I really messed up when Lotte went because I just lost a couple of seconds trying to get out of Ashley Smallman wheel because she was there kind of blocking me. So. Yeah, it's a pity for us that it ended up like, ended up like this because I think we could have had a better result. Did, uh, did Lotta catch you by surprise? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely forgot about the fact that she's still there. And how was the chase? The chase looked not as organised. No, as definitely not. I mean, all the groups from the back came back together, so that showed that we were not really riding. And what, why was that? Um... I don't know, sometimes it feels like no one wants to work together because, I don't know, everyone has a different tactic or strategy in mind, so, yeah. Do you think also maybe because you didn't see Lotta as a GC threat as well? Yeah, definitely that also helps, like knowing that she won't be fighting at Turmole, for example, so the commitment is always uh, smaller, let's say. Yeah, thank you. Many of us expected you to be going for that, but good to see you up there. I mean, what were you thinking? Yeah, what was I thinking? Uh, <laughs> you bored? <laughs> a bit bored, to be honest, yeah. No, I mean, I was there, and um, I just... Lucinda just said to me in the radio, Lizzie, I haven't got good legs. And she was meant to be able to attack after the sprint. So I thought, OK, well, she's not going to be able to do that job, so I'll get in front of any potential moves, and I was there, and why not, yeah. Why not go for it? Is yeah. that, that's not a target then, the green jersey, you're not really thinking about that? No, not at all, no. And then you did a massive pull, we saw... Um, oh, yeah, you did a massive pull kind of going into the climb and on the first sections. Who were you working for at that point? What was like the team's plan then? Uh, so, actually at the start of the day, I was kind of given a free reign to have my own opportunity, but uh, we kind of ran out of workers a bit quicker than expected. A couple of girls had a bad day and... I just had to make the call that I need to deliver Sprat. Like the priority was Spratty and Elisa for the GC, yeah. so I had to make the call to deliver them in a good position on the climb. And in the end, I made the right call because it 
was a GC race in the end, not a sprint. So. Yeah. And what does that kind of tell you about the next couple of stages, the fact that today we did see the top GC riders fighting it out? Do you think it's, we're going to see finishes, more finishes like that to come, I guess? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, um, it's going to be a ruthless battle all the way. I'm talking going back to kind of the start of the stage you said it was a bit dull you know it was a bit it was really quite slow and not a lot happened for the first sort of 50 60k it's quite different to like the dynamic of men's racing in that way can you put your finger on like why we see such a different mentality in women's racing where there isn't that fight for the attack early on because we're still in its infancy um we don't have the strength and depth that the men do we also have uh, one rider less in each team which makes a difference when you if you have the confidence to let a break gain two minutes because you have three Ellen Van Dijk's, for instance, then then it's possible. You have yeah. the you have the the engine power to bring it back. But at the moment, we the Ellen Van Dijk's are few and far between in women's cycling. It will get there because of the investment, because of the minimum wage. In five years' time, it will be a different dynamic. But um, it's. It's also, I think, in men's cycling a little bit sometimes, you see these dominant riders like Pogaccia, Vinegard. In our race, it's pretty clear who the favourites are, and um, it was inevitable what happened today. So it was going to be a suicide mission anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I guess everyone's playing it safe. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess you might think, though, that those smaller teams would want a bit of TV time, a bit of time for the sponsors, but I suppose... I think you need to go into some team yeah, cars. I absolutely them, agree with you. <laughs> I'm all up for aggressive racing, but... Yeah, cool. Thank yeah. you, Lizzie. Cheers, so thank you. Hello. I've uh, found some shade in the car park of the press room, and I'm actually on my own because Rachel is beavering away inside, as is everybody else that would otherwise potentially get roped in to do this with me so here we are it's been a slow start to the day with a few riders willing to launch an attack that would inevitably be doomed um lizzie dignan was surprised to take the intermediate sprint um and then the action really only got underway as we headed towards the final climb the col de detol Um, which is probably not how you say that and it's also reminded me of a cleaning product Um, anyway yeah the bunch thinned out and she launched her attack and that was it we never saw her again so she actually we had the um, the press conference with her in the press room just now and she um, actually said that she'd made a bit of a joke with her friend where she knew um that she was going to launch her attack with 10 k's to go, or she was jokingly saying that that's what she was going to do and texting her friend every day with a 10 kilometers and a yellow heart, or her friend was texting her with that. So that's quite um, cool. It's a bit better than a random bet about a baby, which we had last year, no offense, Lorena. But yeah, once she went, what followed was a kind of now familiar dance between the chasers where no one was prepared to form any sort of concerted effort to bring her back and her teammate Demi Vollering was disrupting the rhythm much to the frustration actually of the visible frustration as we saw of Ashley Mormon Passio um, and also Cassiano Adoma who were both quite um, quite annoyed about the situation or at least frustrated I should say as they came over the line so yeah, that was, um, it was also quite frustrating to watch as me and Rachel have discussed before. Like it's, it's one of those things where 
we've seen it happen so much this season the group two syndrome as it's being dubbed where nobody's kind of willing to put the neck on the line and just or or somebody is but it turns into a in manifesting an attack rather than kind of corralling people into chasing and it's actually quite hard i imagine to get a big group like that to work together um especially when everyone's got different ambitions what did strike us though was that um fdj had three riders in that group and nobody um none of them really did much um they were the team with the most riders in that group and what is striking is that they were the three kind of co-leaders of that team or like the three gc three riders on that team who might each have their own gc ambitions so perhaps that's what was going on there but either way in the end it was another st works one two with the rainer weavers winning the bunch kick behind a teammate so what was surprising or not surprising depending on who you ask um is charlotte cool's climbing performance which eventually led her to finish third in the bunch kick so that's actually pretty impressive from her I'm sure though that both her and Weebiz well no not Weebiz because she a teammate one but I'm sure Cool might have wanted maybe a little bit more but she might get a chance later on in the race um, but yeah the first stage of the Tour de France Femme is finished in the sweltering heat of Clermont-Ferrand um, tomorrow there's a little bit of rain on the menu potentially at least it's going to be not quite so hot a little bit more cloudy which is good for us good for the riders potentially better for it to be cool but then if it starts to rain hmm, interesting who knows but anyway that's it's kind of deja vu we start in the same the exact same spot as today and it's an tomorrow's another day huh? Ready for stage two. See you tomorrow.